Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Mark. Welcome to Conversations in Courage. Each week we will talk about a range of topics, from race, to our school systems, to the state of our nation, to fear, and of course, to courage. Everything that lights us up and pisses us off. Absolutely. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our home. We are so excited to get started. You know, you may hear the dishwasher running or the cats meowing, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's get going. Happy Monday, my people. Happy Monday. (laughs) Guess what? Today is going to be just all of you and both of us. We're going. We're going back to. We're going back to basics on this one. Um, the feedback I got on Insta was so great that you know you all loved the guest, but also missed our conversations, which was so nice. And I won't lie, a little bit of an ego boost, but we're gonna take it and we're gonna talk to you today. Yes, we're so excited. Um, and today's subject is, I think, really interesting. <laughs> so we're going to go uh, with pregnancy and relationships. I turn 25 weeks tomorrow. So, holy shit. Uh, holy shit is right. So like, there's a baby coming really soon. And we were talking so much about... What's the matter? What's wrong with your whiskey? Nothing. <laughs> the, the ice was about to clink. <laughs> I had to be very thoughtful. I feel like people know that you make noise, unnecessary <laughs> noise at this point. It's either you or it's a dog. Um, so just drink, so just drink it. Um, so I turned 25 weeks tomorrow and we were having a conversation as we do just about the journey, uh, thus far and what it was like for us to think about conceiving and, and the things that we sort of like talked about in our relationships and, and obviously through Instagram, um, we get to talk to so many different kinds of people. And so we thought that this was just something that made sense right now. Yeah. 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 And in not obviously from the point of view that we are experts or, you know, whatever, but we're certainly experts in our own relationship and our own journey. And I think Absolutely. that's what today's about. And hopefully people will find it uh, useful. <laughs> I hope it is. Okay, so here's where I want to start because I don't want to waste time at all because we're really good at chit chat. <laughs> One, um, this is like pre pre even thinking about uh, a baby, and I think this is really important because um, so you know you know by now that we've both been married before. Mark has kids from his previous marriage. I do not, and quite frankly, when I met Mark, I had decided I was not going to have kids. I was like, there were there were things that looking back, part of it was that I didn't have, um, I didn't have the partners that I could be in it for the long haul with. And I knew that, but there was also this like, uh, this sort of body shame piece that was in it too, where it's like, oh my God, I don't want to do that to my body. What happens to my vagina? Like, what if I don't lose weight? Like all of these, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, prototypical, <laughs> stereotypical, right? Fitness instructor that, yeah. things, like feign things, fat 
phobic things, right? So whatever. And so when I met you, I didn't even want kids. And what's really interesting is that I have been off of birth control since 2016, okay? Like, listen to that, y'all. I've been off of birth control since 2016. I was married and, like, did not get pregnant at all until this past October, right? So I think there's also, like, something to be said for me about the universe sort of having my back and being like, no, girl, you're, we're going to make sure that, like, when this happens to you, this is going to be the right moment with the right person because life is hard enough and we don't need this, <laughs> this extra element of stuff added yeah. on there. Yeah. So that's number one. And because I didn't want to have kids, <laughs> when, I, when like you and I finally got together and then I was like, oh, shit, I love this person. I want to have kids only with him. We had to have a major conversation, yeah. right? Yep. So in your opinion, Mark, having that conversation, because you brought to it wisdom from having kids. I mean, like your youngest is, you know, almost ready to vote, right? right. So right. Um, what were the things that you knew you wanted to bring to the table um, if we got this chance? Like if we were going to have babies, you know, obviously, not to kind of go back, um, you know, in time for myself, but, you know, clearly in hindsight, I know that um, that there are always things that we can do better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, the first off, the opportunity to to raise a child with like a soul like you, it's just such a um, just a special like heart-wrenchingly beautiful thing in my mind so that was the first element and then you know as you take that apart a bit and really start to introspect um on you know what it's going to mean to raise a child together yeah um you know i believe that foundationally my, my my values are the same i haven't changed but the lens through which i interpret and apply those values the way that I see the world is, is materially different. Right. And there is an obligation there, but also an excitement there that like with all this kind of, you know, I don't want to say newfound knowledge, but certainly, you know, I, I have personally been on such a journey. We've been on such a journey and to be able to, to raise a child in that yeah. uh, is, is just incredibly special. It's a really... Yeah really long answer to your question no but. no 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 no. it was the perfect answer because it came right from your heart I also that makes me think that um I don't know about other people or or whatever but sort of society as a whole right kind of kind of makes girls think about marriage and and having kids in terms of like a thing that one you have to do a thing that you have to do relatively young right or you know god forbid like whatever can happen um and as like a the sort of pinnacle of your life right, right? right. being a wife and a mother and i definitely 
you know, I definitely felt those things of like that pressure of, am I missing out? Am I doing something wrong? Um, oh my gosh, I'm married to someone that I don't want to spend my life with. What does this mean for now that now the whole process is going to be slowed down and, you know, all of, all of those kinds of things. And to your point, there is something so special about doing this now, right? I'm in my mid thirties and there's, I mean, there's so much growth ahead of me, right? There's so much ahead of me, but there's also much more behind me and I feel much more grounded in my truth, in my purpose, in setting boundaries, in in the kind of woman I want to be, which is going to inform the kind of mom that I want to be. And I know that a lot of my peers, right, are like, don't have kids yet or maybe aren't married yet. And I'm like, I'm like, there's a reason for that because your child is going to get the best version of you and you're just probably not there yet. And that's not a dig. It's just like as amazing as you are, you you know, like something more amazing is coming. And that is the shit for me. I I, I 100% agree. And and I guess, you know, that's that's one of the, the incredible things about you know, all of this, which is if if we just recognize that this is all a journey yeah. and we all have an opportunity to be better tomorrow than we, we are today. And th- that is something that we treat as not cliche, but is actual mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, I mean, so much more can come out of life when you approach it through that perspective. Yeah, yeah for sure. And... You know, and then then in thinking about, you know, we wanted to have kids. Once we made that decision, um, you know, not (laughs) all that long after, it's like, okay, now we're in a pandemic. And I remember right before um, I stopped training Evie, and you guys heard, like, my OB was on the podcast a few episodes ago, and... Um, I was training her. It was probably like one of the last times I was at her house. And I was like, this is probably the perfect time to get pregnant, right? Because we're going to be like at home, like things are going to slow down. And she's like, this is a terrible time. (laughs) Don't like, she's like, she's like, you can do whatever you want. But she's like, this is not a fucking game. Like this is scary. The hospital is terrifying. She's like, you do not want to have a baby in this if you have a choice, right? Right. And so (laughs) that was kind of like (laughs) a big wake-up call, right? Because we also didn't think the pandemic was going to be as long as it is, was, is. And so we kind of like, um, you know, like I said, I already wasn't on birth control, right? And so there was also no need to think about it in terms of trying or not trying because it was very much... Yep. unsafe, possibly, probably, to try, yep. right? And then there was no reason to think about any alternatives for conceiving because we're in a pandemic. And we definitely had the conversation of, well, we're going to give it X amount of time. What did I think? We said like a year or two. Yeah. And then yeah. if if after we had been actively trying for a year or two, 
then we would look into alternate means. Alternate yeah. means. Yeah. Right. And so I was definitely like looking at um, my, uh, what is it? I guess like my period, like tracking my period to make sure, you know, I knew when I was ovulating, I knew when I wasn't. And then I remember what, maybe over the summer being like, fuck this. And I like took the watch off and I took yeah, the, it was the end of the summer period exactly. thing off of the watch. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to avoid something, but I also don't want to lean into something. Like I just have to let this go um, because it's driving me nuts either way, either trying not to get pregnant or like thinking about getting pregnant. And so like took, took everything off and just like had sex because sex is enjoyable just in and of itself. It's just a great thing to do. And so we just went that route. And then a few months later, yeah, and there's something Boom. that, uh, you know, and, and again, nothing is as simple as I'm about to say it, but um, I do believe it's a variable, which is, you know, free of the extreme stress and pressure to, yeah. to like... To try to control any of things yeah. in your body, to be honest. Right. I, 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 I do think it, it creates different opportunities. You know, I think to the... Um, you know, to the book written by, I think his name is Daniel Feldman. Is that right? Exercise is the book. Um, but that is where, you know, he discussed the fact that, you know, the body can only use one calorie. In any, so many ways. In, in, you know, in any one way at one given point in time. Right. And if it's doing a bunch of other things, which is if you're an athlete and you're putting all your, you know, your time training. and energy right, into, into breaking down muscle and repairing muscle if – you know, you're or really you, stressed out. Yeah, I was going to say, like stressed, disordered eating. Absolutely. Like anytime you're pulling calories away from your body's like essential functionings, which fertility it's, is one happens, of them. Right? The reproduction system is yeah. actually one of them. And I think that's the interesting thing, right? Which is, again, not, this is not a scientific, you know, study, but if it's just interesting to me how many people um, mm-hmm. that we know you know, have conceived over the past year. Um, and many can cite, many that I've talked to can cite doing less. Right. Try, right? Not, not actively trying. Not actively trying. But it ju- like people being surprised, like, oh, right. shit, we're pregnant. Right. And, and it's, you know, like, of course, we have no way of truly tracking it. But a lot of people I've talked to, their intuition is that because they – have you know just learn to to slow down and lean right. into right. right because this year was still uncomfortable oh is it there incredibly? was still lots of unrest in in many different areas right the jesus the election cycle in and of itself right and and still people still found a way to slow down even amidst everything right. that was it, happening it, it, it forced some things to stop it yeah. replaced that with other things right. but it forced like the normal routines that add stress yeah. and chaos to our lives um, a lot of that at one point in time just stopped right. and then it just became really slow yeah um yeah so it's it's just fascinating i me. definitely think I, I would i would attribute it to that for me as like a piece of as a piece of the puzzle as a piece of the overall puzzle i know that some of it had to do with um, just where I was in life, right, or the partner that I have, or whatever it is, and then definitely this this piece of of slowing down and sort of 
thinking about too, um, you know, what kind of mom I wanted to be. Like, do I want to be this person who's like, you know, I'm going to say busy in air quotations, right? right? Just like someone who doesn't have time for themselves, for their kids, for all the, like their ambitions. Like there's, I've been saying a lot, right? This idea of urgent versus important. And I was absolutely making everything urgent, which was causing me a lot of stress, which is not the kind of parent that I want to be. Life is stressful in and of itself. The stress will be there. (laughs) But there are ways that I was absolutely creating a little bit of my own misery. And I had to be able to slow down to see the specific things in which, which, kind of come back to boundaries things that I wasn't um I wasn't curating my life in a way that reflected my goals I thought I was but the lack of joy and peace (laughs) we said something else right right I agree and and you know I think also when you talk about like what type of mom do you want to be it's it's just been interesting. So all the dialogues that we've had, we've had a lot of discussions around, right, this. How do we want to raise our child, right, or our children? Um, mm-hmm. You know, intuitively, you would just kind of drop these perspectives. Like, you know, I want us to, like, have the environment where, you know, our days are filled with, like, music and dialogue. And, like, there's constant <clears throat> right, discussion. And we want to expose our children to, like, different opportunities and and travel and maybe not even with a big T where you know we're going all over the world but like just exposing you know our children to different environments and different perspectives and you know now the more we read lo and behold right there's so much evidence that actually backs up that that narrative and um I again I just I find um so much truth in like the way that you have That wasn't a sneeze. Well, no, I'll, it was I'll a bless cough. you. I'll bless you anyway. <laughs> thank bless you, you, baby. Thank you. Um, but so much truth in the way that that you show up in life. That to me, right, the question of what type of mom am I going to be um, has already been answered, right? Because we thank see you. it on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's constant, right? Like it's a constant um, calling, I guess, like a constant pruning. Um, because, you know, I'm, I didn't grow up in internet culture, but now I'm in internet culture and there's so much feedback that's, that's about like more, more, more. We will like give more, be more, do more, post more, show everyone more of your life. Right. And I'm just like, no. Right, right. No. And if that means that I'm not as popular or not as many people want to follow me or whatever it is, like, fine. I, like, I'm, I'm more than okay with it because right. that's, not, that's not it for me. I thought it was it um, because that's, that's the feedback of the social media world. Right. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 no. No. I'm, I'm done with that. And I also... Uh, know that I'm going to need to lead by example, right? So if I'm a parent who's always on my fucking phone, then how can I possibly tell my kid to get off of their device or to read a book or to just be bored, right? right? Just sit there. I don't know. Draw a picture, right? You can't, we, we watch what, 
the people we admire, whether they're parents or caretakers or mentors, we watch what they do. Right not what they say. And so it's also about calling calling back my own bullshit to be like, well, what am I actually doing? Right. And if a young person is watching me, would I want them to follow this? And of course I can't be perfect, but at least I'm asking the question. And at least my actions are, um, you know, coming from, from that loop of, of self-feedback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I think... Which also, hold on, those are questions I would have never asked. Had I had a baby at 25 or 27 or 30 or even 32 or 33, those are questions I was not ready to ask, okay? So, like, it also goes back to my original point of, like, you know, like the age, um, I understand that there are physical or physiological things that happen, um within my body like do i think that means you should wait until you're 77 (laughs) no that's not what i'm saying however i'm saying for me for my body for my brain for my psychology this is better and i believe that younger was better and being on the other side of that i know that that was not true for me yeah sorry i know i I think that's i think it's I think that's absolutely spot on, Ash. And, you know, and again, it goes back to the, the beginning part of the discussion, which is, you know, we create these scripts that provide this opportunity for each of us to measure against whatever that baseline is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be married by, you know, 25 or I mean, 30. you were married at what? 22. And you had your first kid at what? 23. I would die. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but you're a kid, you're a child. But I guess that, I guess that is the point, right? There's, there's, and and look, there are people who have absolutely like, like made that work, will continue to make that work. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think, you know, measuring us against what the script, what the stereotype says is a danger. And even if we think about our kids, I mean, the other thing that we've talked about is, you know, this whole concept of, what does success look like, you know, for a child? Mm-hmm. Is it about grades? Is it about winning games? And again, right, everyone knows the easy answer is, well, no, it isn't. But then what is it? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, it is kind of about, like, effort put forth and strategy and problem solving. And but how are they... joy. And also joy, right? And I think if we can, if we can measure that in our, in our child and be able to see, like, that innate level of curiosity and problem solving come out. And if we can create the environment where, you know, when frustrations do occur, um, they're actually brought down to the root cause in terms of what's actually causing it. There may still be an an argument or a decision, but but having, you know, them go through that process, that to me is so much, uh, is is such a better measure of success. Because when you think about the real world, Right. That's what we face on a daily basis, right? right? That's what resilience comes out of. Right. right? That's what how courage shows up. Having having a an A on your math test is so great, but it doesn't make you a leader. It doesn't make you um, it doesn't make you a good person, right? It, and I'm not saying that those things aren't important. I think you do have to have some level of of worldly success quote-unquote right or or like successful in the way that the world measures success because you have to survive in the social context of which we live right but (laughs) right 
there's definitely, I mean, you know, uh, there's definitely something to be said about the soft skills that all the top companies are looking for right. and can't seem to fucking find yeah. because everyone's like an A plus Harvard grad that has zero communication skills that can't lead a team to save their lives or like whatever. So, you know, there's a there's a balance and I think it serves us and other parents, of course, or educators or whatever it is to be aware of that balance because both need to be cultivated. Yeah, yeah. Which then leads me to, uh, well, two things that I want to make sure we cover. One, we talked extensively about our upbringing. And I think this is important. Like, I'm talking to you, listener. I think this is important because you need to know where your partner is coming from. Um, What kind of, literally, like, home training they're coming from. Because we internalize that. And that's that's what comes out, right? So the way we were, I mean, my parents, um, before they got divorced, they fought a lot. And I was just saying to Mark the other day, I notice when we get into like actual arguments, I revert back to the shit that I learned from my parents, from watching them, the kind of... Um, you know, the way I will like verbalize what I'm feeling or if I pick something up and throw it or break something, right? Like it's literally, it's literally my mom and my dad. Right. And it's not who I want to be in that moment, but I just revert back to the level of my training. And when you're choosing someone to parent with, you need to know what their training is, right? right. right? And they need to know what their right. training is because... Right. You might not agree with how they uh, problem solve or how they try to diffuse a situation or not, um, which I think is like really important. Um, I don't know if you want to share with people like, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, I think the first thing I'll say is you need to know what your training is, but you also need to really understand the environments within which that training was kind of applied. Now, I'll actually talk to, to that in a second. But, you know, to kind of go back to my upbringing, my parents never fought. That's got to be a lie because, right, everyone. Because <laughs> they're human. Right, because they're human. But I can probably count the times that I heard them raise their voice to each other. That's so wild. On one hand. That's so wild. Right. Um, but that explains you're so even keeled. And look at me, I can't even do a podcast with, without, without getting hype. I, but, but I, so look, I'm, I, that quality, my, the ability for me to stay, right, calm or even keel, I do see as like something that is, that I treasure a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, what I've also learned is because of that, there's a level of expectation in terms of how to deal with conflict that oftentimes isn't realistic yeah. because conflict is going to happen. And if you don't see how your examples resolve conflict when you're early, then how do you learn that? Yeah. Right. And like for me, obviously, you know, part of it was my social network, but, you know, my ability to kind of resolve conflict was probably hardened the most in the corporate world. Because mm. conflict occurs a lot. So those tools were applied, but this is where the environment comes over. 
I love my team, I love my coworkers, but the, the skin in the game, the repercussions of that isn't as high as if you have conflict in a, in a deeply intimate or personal relationship, yeah. right? It's just different. Yeah. And, and that, for me, was a struggle, right? Saying, I have the tools, I know how to do this, but like, I, I had such difficulty applying those tools in like close relationships right and because you didn't see it because I didn't because I didn't see it and then like because of how much you and I talk and anytime we've had a disagreement we have unpacked it oh yeah and that has it, it truly is one of the things that has allowed me personally as a human being to grow so much and when I talk about like you know part of the lens that's changed um that allows me to kind of you know, apply and see my values in a different way. That's that's part of it, babe. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, again, I, that's that's attributed, you know, a, just a ton to you. But I think it's important in the context of this because, yes, right, kids are going to watch us constantly, and um, it's really interesting. You know, we I was brought up basically saying, look, a, you don't raise your voice. Mm-hmm. B, um, you don't see color. Mm, right of course right um see if you see trouble you like walk the other way right those are the kind of the, and it kept you safe right and like the concept was fine right you respect all human beings right that and and literally i i watched that transpire except that's not the world that we live in <laughs> exactly. and we do see color and colors are beautiful um but man right there's just it seems so nuanced, but it can have such an incredible effect over the on course a, of someone's life. On the course right? of someone's life, yeah, that's that's so real, um, and and I think that what you said it goes it goes the other way for me as well because I think if I didn't have someone who could let me be me um, in every way—the good, the bad, the ugly, the all of it. Um, I don't think I would have the space, right, to feel safe and to think about, oh, my God, I'm, this is, uh, I'm doing what my dad did or I'm doing what my mom did or, or to, to talk to you about it and say, like, oh, my God, this is the way I was raised or I'm so sorry I, I said that to you or I'm so sorry I reverted to right. being hurtful for no reason because I felt hurt or just being able to verbalize, again, like unpacking um, – in in the moment or after or whatever is such a huge such a huge thing and I want you know I want that I I don't want our kid or kids to not see conflict I want them to see the conflict and see the conflict resolution Resolution. yeah Um, because conflict doesn't mean right I don't love your dad I don't respect your dad I don't whatever right it just means like your dad and I are two separate humans making this thing work um and often it's because we love each other because right we're so passionate about whatever right sometimes things just don't fit together in in the way that we thought right? right um and i i think that you know the other part of that which is something I talked to you about the other day that I want to make sure I verbalize is that when you are choosing your partner um, and you're thinking about your non-negotiables, these are the things that you need to know, like the kind of 
not just the kind of person your partner is, but the kind of people your partner comes from. Because there is, there is often this thing that people think that um, people will change after marriage or whatever it is. Like, they don't. They get more comfortable. And so they, re- they keep reverting back to their level of training. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, that was a huge lesson that I learned in my first marriage that like I don't get to choose the way this person grows and evolves and this person may grow and evolve in a way that does not in any way sync up with the way I grow and evolve doesn't make them a bad person but it doesn't doesn't make them the person that I should be spending my life with right right? and so in in my particular case this this person my ex-husband was evolving leaps and bounds career-wise and stuff like that but like socially and emotionally not so much and not fast enough for me and there's you know so much of that has to do with upbringing and family and friend groups and right just socialization and like it's up to me to to leave right, right? to lord like you know when i think back to it I probably should have thought more about that back then, right? But like again, you you're young, you think you're supposed to get married, you think you're more mature than you are, you think you've lived more life than maybe you have, and you just don't realize where life will take people into their 30s and stuff like that. It's just a totally different thing. Um so it's like maybe I don't know if that's advice or a word of caution or whatever it is, but like, what what I heard, um, you, and and nothing is a complete litmus test, but I think one of the one of the pieces that's so important is is to to kind of understand the level of self awareness that your partner has because right. if they're truly, honestly, self aware, their ability to like have empathy and also evolve. Yeah. in a way that is productive yeah. to you and not kind of completely revert back, but always right try to figure out how to make their situation better, then you have an opportunity. But yeah. if you don't have someone who's truly self-aware or superficially self-aware, then who they are is who they're always going to be. Right. Right. Which leads me to the last thing I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I posted... Something on my story about, you know, different kinds of people and their opinions about (laughs) pregnancy and motherhood and whatnot. And, you know, there are people who are supportive in the way that I like support, which is, hey, I had X experience during my pregnancy or during motherhood or whatever. If... If you ever want to talk about it, I'm here for you, right? right? So which is like, A, respecting the boundary that I may not want to hear what they have to say. B, giving me the space to decide for myself. C, not dumping something in a DM that was like unsolicited and like uh, based on um, like just whatever. Um, and then on the other, the other side of that, there are the people who just like dump their negativity and their bullshit and their unhappiness and they project their insecurities and whatever, whatever, whatever. And just like want to let me know up front, like how terrible this whole thing is going to be. Right. Um, and this runs the gamut from like, you know, 
from pregnancy to birth to time in the hospital to breastfeeding and to write on and on and on, you know, whatever. It's like my kid is 18 and I still hate them. Like, right. Right. And right. I'm like, fuck you. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> Here's the thing I need people to hear and understand. <laughs> Besides the fact that like, I, like, I don't, I don't want to hear your bullshit. That's my basic number one. Number two, don't you think that, one, I recognize that this is not going to be easy? One. Two, life is not easy. Three, anything that's worth something in life is doubly, triply, quadruply hard, right? Four, I'm making a conscious decision to enter into motherhood. That means that there is a level of awareness that it's not going to be easy, that there's going to be loss of autonomy, that there's going to be lots of changes that happen emotionally, physically, hormonally, right? There is absolutely a recognition that there will be growth and some of it will be hard and some of it will be joyful and welcome. The other thing is that Mark and I, because we're so fucking talkative, spoke extensively about what this would look like. I had non-negotiables as a woman, AKA, if we can't afford childcare, in-home childcare, I am not doing this. If we do not have the possibility of moving to whatever part of the country we feel safe and comfortable in that's diverse that has the offering that we want to raise our family in i am not doing this aka mark if you are only interested in staying in massachusetts i am not having a baby i will stay with you right Right, right. but i'm not having a baby right like so we had lots of conversations about Stuff like that. Stuff that, from my perspective, from talking to people, other people have not thought through. They just kind of, like, have the baby and, like, figure out as as they go. It's like, Mark, if I don't have PT, right, from my pelvic floor, we can't do this. If I, um, you know, if we don't have, right, we're trying, like, HelloFresh right now. If I don't have proper nutrition and nutrients during my maternity leave. I'm not doing it, right? Like if all of these, all of these things that um, will, that are kind of like a plan, right? They're a plan for, um, for relieving as much unnecessary stress as possible because just the thing in and of itself will be stressful and things will come up that we maybe didn't plan for or didn't think about. So you take the simple things and you plan for those. What am I eating? Who's gonna watch this kid? Right. What am I wearing? Right. What like? Right. What are we gonna drive? <laughs> right. All of those and, things. And I, and I think it's, it's so interesting, right? Because I think, you know, it goes back to you know, the point you'd made earlier, which is, it, you know, your your plan is not necessarily someone else, other people's plans. Other people's non-negotiables be different. I mean, I look, I, I can remember um, like <clears throat> when I was like young, um, and the community that I lived in, like everybody 
knew everybody, right? So like the mm-hmm. community raised the kids. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, and that was just a level of kind of expectation. We're right. in a different world right now. Totally. And, and everyone has different perspectives. Some like they live close to the family, others they don't, right? Some are pursuing a professional career, others aren't. Like, I think the point is understand what your plan is. And right. sometimes you can't even control that. We understand right. that. But, but like, to the extent to have, that you can. It's yeah. the same as like when people tell you to have, you know, an, another, here we go, another just like mental swap. People are like, don't have a birth plan because it's never going to go to plan versus you can absolutely set intentions or affirmations for your birth so that your plan, quote unquote, is to advocate for yourself, to be strong, to talk to your partner, like whatever it is. So it's not like I am not taking drugs. I am not doing a C-section. I am not like, it's not that, but it's also not nothing, right? It's like, what sort of can I account for? What, what is in my control? Um, and then you go for that. You know, you used... To that point, you used specific words the other day when we were talking about this, right? You talked you talk very specifically about my intention and then what success looks like. And for you, right, success was all about the baby is born healthy mm-hmm. and you... And are, I stay alive. And you, right. Basically, it was, <laughs> right? it was like, pretty simple. Yeah. That was the measure of success, yes. full stop. Right. Your intention was different and yes. I think it's so important to understand that because in the moment if the atten- intentions don't go the way that we want um, a lot of times people will see that as not successful but if success is based on a healthy child and a mom right. who is you know maintains healthy then it doesn't necessarily matter if the plan wasn't perfect right right that was the success measurement the plan right. is just what your desires are and right. I, I would prefer it to go this way than not Right. But I think it's it's a subtle thing. But so many people put so much weight on having this perfect plan. And if anything doesn't go that way... The whole thing is fucked. The whole thing is fucked. Yeah. Right. But, like, life never goes to plan. So how, why would a birth... Why would... Literally, why would <laughs> something so... Unpre- this whole nine months is so unpredictable. Right. Right? right. Like, the, right. Uh, the last part of it can't possibly... Like, <laughs> no, it can't... You know what I mean? Like, no. Who would be expecting anything to go to plan? Yes. I'm just, but like one plan I have is to like stay home as long as possible. Like I don't want to be hanging out in the hospital for like 17,000 hours. Yeah, that would. That would be one plan. That would suck. I would, I want to stay here until I'm like seven centimeters (laughs) and then just like go push the baby out. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. I'm going back home. Like that's, that's the plan. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) to to summarize, um, (laughs) You have to, in my opinion, I, and I know I'm saying you have to, and you don't have to, but like you have to, um, you got to know what you want. You got to know what, um, what options are available to you, and you have to try to take as many stressors out as possible. And some people are already in it, and so your journey is going to look different, but for people who, like me who are still pregnant, who have time to figure this out, or people who are just starting their conception journey and you have time to talk about this with your partner, talk about these things because you don't, there's so much, again, unpredictability just in the act of being pregnant. I, I can't even imagine, right, like actual full-blown motherhood that like 
it, I just think it's wise to problem solve whatever you can problem solve or at least have the conversation so your partner knows where you're coming from. They know, you know, don't come to me with any bullshit, right? Like if Mark came to me and was like, oh, you know, like, sorry, there's not going to be a babysitter, I would flip the fuck out, right? Because I would be like, no, no, no. It's not what we talked about, okay? Leave the alimony on the doorstep and peace out, JK. But... Right then, we would have we would be having a different conversation because it's like no, we talked about this. Right. We have a thing, right? Like no, I'm not staying home because right. I already told you that's not my intention, right? right? So, right. hmm. So there's a, there's some unsolicited relationship and parenting advice. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you love it. I same. I mean, you know, and if you don't, I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> you'll tell us. Um, so, Mark, anything else? No, I. It was nice I, to hang out with them, just us. I agree. This was awesome. Thank you. Um, it's mm. always awesome to just have dialogues with you. Yeah, same. I love you. Love you. Were you about to call me Boo? Boo-boo? Yes, I was. Booby. I was. You can say it. People know you're sappy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great. Have a great week. We will be back with another guest next Monday. Yes. Um, I'll see you later. Bye.